Hello and welcome back to the Butterfly Podcast. I'm your host, Oliver, and today I'm joined with, you know, the return of Tom. Hello, good to be back. Been a while. Yeah, it has been a while, mate. You know, good, good, good to finally hear your voice again. Yeah, it's, I can't remember last, probably a few months before the end of the season and stuff. So, yeah, it's good to be back with a bit you of know, optimism. Yeah, exactly. The, the return and... Speaking of, you know, the last time you were on, mm. compared to now, you know, hopefully there'll be a, a better light shed on, you know, Preston North End. Yeah, definitely. It's been a pretty positive summer so far, so hopefully we'll have some good things to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, also later on in the episode, we are going to speak to Luke and to Jack as well for little segments as they can't currently be at the time. So you'll hear them later on in the episode. But yeah, let's get straight into it. Um, obviously, the last episode, Tom, we, we, we just uh, started speaking about, you know, the signings of Ben Woodburn and Robbie Brady to the club. Yeah, and you know, there's been a, a couple of pre-seasons games in between. How do you think they've, uh, well, how do you think they've done in them uh, pre-season games? First of all, um, too fair. I've been impressed by both of them. Um, the first time I saw them both was in Benidorm, actually, um, Getafe, and I didn't watch much much of that game because I was so sunburnt. I was just staying in the uh, in the shade. But the bits that I did see. I thought Brady, you could see the class that he had on the ball, um, great delivery, and Woodburn looked energetic and like he wanted to attack and use the ball well. So, so far, I've been really impressed. I thought Brady at Accrington was really good. Woodburn against Hearts obviously got a goal and assist. And... Yeah, they probably had a few question marks over the signings from a lot of fans when they first joined. There's no question in Brady's ability. It's just whether he can stay fit. But how he's been playing so far, um, I've been really impressed. And then with Woodburn, he's a punt. He's only young. Um, there's not much to lose. So hopefully he can carry on with what he's doing. But no, I think both have been pretty smart pieces of business on a free transfer. Yeah, I agree. Especially when it comes to Woodburn, uh, you've you've mentioned you know it's it's not really a a signing that you know demand demands a lot of well expectation. Especially yeah. it's more it's more of a chance for Woodburn to prove himself that he is he, he is worth to be you know a professional footballer because obviously yeah. he has released. You know we're here giving him a second chance. It's for him to. Not only prove to us, but prove to himself that yeah. he can still do it. So it's definitely a bit of smart business by the club, and you know, bringing him on trial. And in the games that we've seen, as you mentioned, yeah, Hearts, he had a goal and assist. Yeah. He definitely impressed me there. He probably should have had a, another goal. You know, uh, it was a bit of a heavy touch. Yeah, in the he, first half. He's been a, he's been good, and I think he's probably not going to be a, a starter straight away. Obviously, we've got quite a settled midfield with DJ. Whiteman and Brown, but he's also a good option to have off the bench. He can play out wide, he can play up top, he can play as an eight. So he's got a bit of versatility about him as well. So it's a useful player to have in the squad, isn't it? And he's only, what, 22. So hopefully this season under low, who clearly sees something in him, mm-hmm. gradually can be integrated into the starting 11 and 
show what he's about. Yeah, absolutely. And especially with, you know, Josh Harrop being obviously left out of the plans, he's not, as of yet, got a uh, new club, but he's not going to be in the 25, that's certain. Um, The club definitely did need to bring in an attacking midfielder, and, you know, I think um, Woodburn's perfect for that. Um, Now now looking at the rest, and, you know, obviously Robbie Brady, Mm -hmm. there's uh, been brought in a new signing for competition for Robbie Brady down that, left-hand side, and that's Alvaro Fernandez. And yeah. I'm just going to throw some stats at you, uh, Tom. But um, Alvaro Fernandez, obviously, he's at Manchester United, left-back for the uh, under-23s who moves from Real Madrid. Um, he had 22 appearances in the Premier League 2, which is obviously the under-23s mm-hmm. uh, last season, with three goals and four assists. So it's clear that he is, you know, a very attacking left wing back, and I've uh, watched a couple of his games um, with my flatmate, who's a massive uh, Manchester United fan, and you know he does look like the real deal. Yeah, yeah, he, he looks a really exciting signing. Uh, obviously, we got Brady on that side, and now we have Fernandez. It's a really strong left hand side from going from Cunningham and Earl to Brady and Fernandez. And to be honest, it's hard to say like who's going to be first choice at the minute. Obviously. Fernandez isn't going to come here on loan not to play games, but then Brady's also impressed. But it's a good headache to have. Um, and he's really highly thought of by everyone at Man United. So I think he's a really exciting signing. He's got good pedigree, was at Madrid and then went to United. And as as you say, I've seen a few highlights of him and stuff, and he looks like a really energetic attacking fullback. And especially when we need to you know, create a load of chances, say a team's sitting back. It's good to have different options, Brady, to be able to um, find those killer passes. But then you've got Fernandez who can get to the byline and put crosses in. And you did mention that, you know, he's going to be, it's going to be him and Robbie Brady fighting it out for the left wing back position. But mm. I, I did notice against Leicester, Robbie Brady swaps with Ali McCann for a, a bit of time and Robbie Brady went out to the right. Yeah. Could you potentially see, you know, both of them starting with, you know, Brady being a right wing back? Obviously, as of yet, um, North End haven't brought in a right wing back. I know uh, we're apparently looking for one to be brought in, but mm-hmm. as of yet, it's not it's not come to come to life. So could you potentially see Robbie Brady playing right wing back and Alvaro Fernandez at left wing back? Yeah, I mean, they're both quality players and you want as many quality players on the pitch as you can. And obviously we've not sorted out the right wing back position yet. And yeah, I could see it. I think really the main position I could see Brady in if Fernandez is in the wing back position is probably in that DJ role uh, as like an eight with a, he's good on the ball, can find those passes and he's creative. But yeah, I don't see any reason why it couldn't happen at, at some point if we we need some balls whipping in within swingers from Brady. I, I think it could work well and it's just nice to have competition for places for a change, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. And it's it's probably the best thing, you know, you, you're better having more quality players to think, you know, and even us having this conversation now where we're debating whether or not who should start rather than, you know, having, because I remember in, well, having Frankie, you'd be able to tell that the starting 11 before you got to the game. Whereas, yeah. you know, coming into Wigan, 
you're not sure with uh, maybe like three, four players. Yeah, definitely. So it's, it's healthy competition to have. And it's, I think it's something that, you know, Ryan Lowe's needed because he has been backed this summer. And, you know, ho- yeah. hopefully that continues with a couple more signings. But uh, the other signing, obviously on loan recently, has been Troy Parrott from uh, Tottenham. Um, I'm going to let you put your thoughts on it first and then I'm going to come in. So uh, what's your thoughts on the signing of Parrott? Yeah, I'm really impressed by Parrot. Um, you say that again. Sorry. <laughs> he's um, he's a player that's got a lot of potential. He probably didn't have the best loan spell at Millwall, but he was 18 at the time. He was young, uh, probably wasn't quite ready for it. And then he went up to MK Dons, and at MK Dons, he... He wasn't really even playing as a striker a lot of the time, but he was creating, scoring goals. And I think he's just only going to get better, really. Now he's coming into a, another loan spell and he's matured a bit. I think him and Reese will suit each other really well. Obviously, Emil Reese will want to get in behind and Parrot will drop in a bit more and try and thread those passes through for Reese. So I think those two will become a really good partnership. And I think it's a really positive signing. We lost Archer, so we needed someone to come in, especially before start of the season, to give us someone to partner Reese. And I think he'll do really well for us. So I'm really excited by what those two can do and hopefully get another in up top to give them both competition and we'll be looking really strong in that area again. Yes, absolutely. You know, the loan spell against MK Dons really did parrot a, a lot of help. And, you know, I do think he's ready for the championship level now. And as we saw for MK Dons, he did drop a bit deeper and play as like a shadow striker, which is, yeah. you know, the kind of player we, we need to play up top with Emil Reese. you know. Yeah. Play, playing Emil Reese as a sole striker, yeah, he can do it. And, yeah, he's quite quite progressive with the ball when he when he's on it but he does kind of need you know a player like Parrot and you know as I could say Sean Maguire um, yeah, yeah. Sean Maguire you know great link up play but unfortunately he can't hit the back of the net uh, um, as of recent and you know Parrot can do that you know he's got he had 15 goals and assists in 40 games for MK Dons in a much deeper role yeah. which you know is, is fantastic and it's it's probably the exact type of player we need to bring in for Emil Reese, and I think Emil Reese will thrive off it because you know Emil Reese, you know, twenty plus goal striker, it's what you know the fans have been demanding for ages, and you know now we do have one. You've got to you know bring all the resources in you can to help him, and I think Parrot's a uh, a perfect a perfect player to do that. Um, as you did mention, you know, we are looking to bring in another striker or potentially, you know, a, a, ro- a player who can play the same role as Parrot as a second striker. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm just going to ask, you know, at the start of the Leicester match, mm-hmm. um, we had Reese up top and we had Brown and DJ just playing off him on the left and right in a kind of like narrow 3 4 3. Yeah. Um, could you potentially see that happening again if, like, another striker or, as I say, role uh, a player of that role be brought in? Because, you know, we've got to get our best players on the pitch at once. You know, if we have three fantastic players, I know Cameron Archer's been 
there's been an article out there that you know we can go back out on loan if if um, Aston Villa bring in another signing. So you know if Cameron Archer does come available, you know, yeah. and you want to get Parrot, Archer, and Reese on, could you potentially see Low looking towards you know going into that formation? Yeah, I, I had a bit of a think about that. Really, obviously, the links with Callum Robinson, and I thought. It's a bit of a waste with those three players if if Robinson did come in not to play them all. And I thought you could play Reese up top with Parrot and Robinson as like narrow forwards behind him. And then you could have a Brady Fernandez on the left. You could have a right wing back, whoever we sign, and then you could have a Whiteman and DJ or Brown behind that. And I think it would work quite well. Obviously, it wouldn't suit every game because you need a bit more solidity at times. But if it was a game we were expected to go and, and win, maybe at home against a, a team near the bottom, then you put all your be- better players on and try and score as many goals as you can. Uh, and I think it could work quite well. It didn't quite go to plan against Leicester last week, but Leicester are a great side and they had a lot of top players on the pitch. So it was always going to be difficult to do it for the first time and it to just work straight away. So it's something that I think we could definitely see again uh, against championship opposition. So, yeah, if we bring in another striker or someone that can play a bit deeper, then I see no reason why we can't go and play, play them all together because it would mean we'd score a lot of goals. Mm, absolutely and you know there's options off the bench that you know you can change that I know you were very um, well you, you, you praised Chad Evans a, a lot for uh, yeah. his uh, appearance off the bench against Leicester you know yeah. like with players like Chad Evans who who probably will not start this season let's be realistic obviously with Parrot yeah. being brought in and you know potentially another player um, you know you want these type of players to come off the bench and, you know, you, you, you praise Chad Evans a lot for that because he did help, you know, with Alan Khan's goal. So, yeah. do, do you feel like this season there's a lot better options off the bench than last? Yeah, I think that's probably the thing we've improved the most, like that squad depth, definitely, obviously. On the left now, we've got Brady and Fernandez. And as I said before, we, we used to have Cunningham and Earl, which is a huge upgrade. Woodburn's come in to provide competition in the middle. Hopefully we get another striker in to compete with Reese and Parrot. So I think definitely the the depth is, is getting better and we're going to have two players for each position that can compete against each other. It can only be a good thing because it's a long season in the championship you're going to get injuries and you're going to have people that are out of form. So you're going to need 22 players that are ready to step up to the mark. So it's all, it's good having those options and headaches about who, who you want to play. So, yeah, I think it's only a good thing. And we've definitely got more competition for places than we have had in previous years. Mm-hmm. And has been mentioning, you know, he's wanting to bring four in and two's already came in. Uh, and it's ha- highly known that, you know, it's a striker and right wing back that we are looking for. But yeah. I have mentioned this in, you know, the group chat before. I still think we're missing an- another centre-half. 
you know, yeah. uh, Sepp's um, loan endings are a massive miss for me. I, I know John Storr has come back into the fold, um, but I still feel like we need another centre back to come in and you know still compete because you know I, I've not seen we've not seen much from Patrick Bauer this uh, pre-season. I'm not sure if that's you know Lowe's choice of having Liam Lindsay over there. I know Lindsay's. Lindsay's done well in a, in a couple of games, but it's consistency when it comes to Lindsay, you know, that puts me on edge sometimes. You know, I, I'd love for Liam Lindsay to, you know, prove us that the consistency is there. And yeah. I, I do believe that he can do it. Yeah. But I still, I'd still like, you know, some more competition in that back three because, you know, you look at the rest of the squad and, you know, we're bringing a right wing back and a striker. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think... He, I think every every day I would say, you know, we do need to improve that back three. Yeah, that's definitely looking at the squad now. Defense centre backs is probably the main area now that I would say is probably just not quite there yet. We've got some decent defenders in in there. Don't get me wrong, like Hughes, I'm really impressed by in the last year or so. Bauer, solid story, done well at Sheffield Wednesday and come back and look sharper. Liam Lindsay, like you say, like he can have really good games, but it's just that consistency with him. And same with Bambo. Um, he's, he's got a lot of potential, but he was out of the game for a while and you don't want to rely on him over a season. But yeah, it's just the defence set was a class act for us. And I am a bit surprised that it seems like we won't be looking to sign one. But I think when it gets closer to the end of the window, and play, players start to become available from Premier League clubs, we might just nick one in at the, at the last minute because I think that would really help us. You look at the rest of the squad now, it's starting to come together. So if we could get one more centre-back, a right-wing back and a striker in, I think we'd be in a really strong position to push for the playoffs. So, yeah, I'd like to see another centre-back come in, but it doesn't seem to be a priority for low at the minute does it no um and you know you mentioned there about centre backs and you know potentially striker and yeah. we've already used up two loan spots so far obviously we can use up five yeah but I, I think i think i think it's good to be using you know potentially all the loan uh the loan things because that's where you, you, you get to bring in your best players. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you get to bring in high-end quality, like we did with Cameron Archer, we did Seth Vandenberg, we did with Daniel Everson. You know, they, yeah. th- them three were absolutely fantastic for the club. Um, obviously, Lowe's looking for, you know, what you mentioned at the start of the summer, that he was looking for players that are ready now. Yeah. And bringing in these, you know, Premier League low needs, that is probably, you know, they are ready now. Um, obviously, with the low needs, they do go back at the end of the season. So at the end of the season, we will have to replace them. And that could be potentially a big thing. Um, but I mean, if we end up bringing in, you know, three more low needs or, you know, one permanent and two low knees, you know, one being a centre back, you know, one being a right wing back and a striker, you know, I, I'm sorry for being an optimist, but I could see us really pushing for playoffs this season. And, you know, Lowe's mentioned that he wants it here and now. Yeah. You know, it is it the gamble that we need to take to push ourselves into playoffs? Is, you know, the loan route potentially um, the way to go down? Because I, I know 
Nottingham Forest used it well last season and, you know, they are now promoted and getting promoted is a massive thing for the club, you know, massive cash in burst, you yeah. know, you're playing at the top level. So, you know, maybe here and now is, you know, the perfect opportunity for this club. You know, we've been, I know, mid-table for quite a while and we've really needed to push up. You know, yeah. is using the loan route again the way forward for this club? It's, it's a hard one because I see both sides of the argument. Obviously, it's great to get these young players that are really talented on loan and it's probably not costing us millions and millions of pounds, but we're getting high-quality players for the season. And then, on the other hand, you're not really building for the future and come the end of this season, we'll have lost at least two good players and it could be more by the end of the window and you've got to go and replace them again. But I think if you get a lot of permanent business done and then top up your squad with a few loans, I don't see a problem with it because as we, we saw last season with Archer, Sepp and Iverson, they were three quality players that we'd never have been able to afford on a permanent deal. And I think at the minute, we just have to focus on the here and now. And we want the squad that can compete for this year, not, not at three years down the line. So if that means having to bring loans in, then yeah, I think we should do it. And you've got to have a balance. You can't just have five loan players in your starting 11 and expect come the summer if you don't go up then you're in a bit of trouble so I think having two or three loan players in and then the rest made out of your own permanent players is a good balance to have so I'd like to see maybe a younger right wing back come in or striker in the next few weeks to that's what one of our own players that we can develop and hopefully sell on for money in the future but I also have no issues with getting high-quality loan players, because let's be honest, we'd never sign players the standard of Fernandez and Parrot on permanent deals. So it's it's what what do you want, really, isn't it? And if Lowe wants ready championship players and a team that can compete for this season, then I, I think the right thing to do is make the most of these loans. And that's what we seem to be doing. And we have made some good permanent signings as well. Freddie Woodman on a three-year deal... He could Fantastic be worth business. millions in a few years down the line. And that's great to get him signed up. But I also think we need to try and get a few more saleable assets again because we've probably only got at the minute Reese, Whiteman, Woodman, McCann. And then you, you're kind of struggling a little bit after that. Maybe Brown, DJ. But we need to get some younger blood in. And maybe they'd be second choice to these loan players this year. But then once the loan players return, hopefully they'll be ready to step up to the mark the year after. So it's just about getting that balance right. But I think at the minute we're doing all right with it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, go, going into the, the, the start of this season and, you know, we've got Wigan Athletic the first game of the season. Uh, yeah. Obviously, you know, the Lactics have come up from League One after, you know, being relegated due to, you know, that um, a, a poor ownership. And, you know, they were pretty much playing their youth players, um, but they, they got taken over and now, now they're back, uh, they're back in the championship. And 
I don't know with Wigan. You know, I was kind of expecting them to have quite a big window. Um, yeah. But they've only made one signing, and that's Ryan Niambi, uh, who, you know, we, we've spoken about here potentially for a right wing back. And, you know, mm-hmm. they brought they brought Ryan Niambi in uh, from Blackburn on a free transfer. So what, what are you expecting from Wigan first game of the season? It's always going to be tough playing a newly promoted side away from home, and especially being a derby. It's never going to be an easy game. Uh, like you say, they've only brought in the Ambi from the team that got promoted from League One, but they've still got some good players that have played in the Championship previously and done well. Um, so, yeah, it'll be a tough game. I think, obviously, on paper, we have the better squad, but it's going to be a tough game and we're going to have to be on it to get the three points. But yeah. if we turn up and play like we know we can... I think we're more than capable of picking up the three points, but they're definitely going to be a tough test and they're going to be well up for it. But with a sold-out away end and all that, we should hopefully get off to a good start. But no, it's going to be a tough game, but I'm looking forward to it, seeing the new players. And it might take us a bit of time. I hope we all give the team a bit of patience. It might not happen overnight. It's Lowe's first pre-season. We've brought in some new players and it might not all click just instantly. So I'm not going to panic either way after Saturday if we win, lose or draw. not going to get carried away if we do win or two down if we lose. But we've just got to see what happens. But no, he'll see. But I think we'll, we'll have enough to get the three points. Yeah, I agree. It's uh, a return. Well, not not a return, obviously, because we're at Wigan, but uh, we're coming up against Will Keane. You know, obviously, uh, he played for Preston North End on loan for Manchester United uh, once and scored against Burnley. That's pretty much one of the only memories I've had of Will Keane. And, you know, he was prolific in League One last season, you know, scoring 26 goals, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, with Wigan becoming champions, you know, 26 goals. Whereas, you know, he's dropped back into more of a parrot role as he did last season and scored 26 goals. So, you know, yeah. Will Keane's got to be a player to look out for. Um, you know, yeah, obviously yeah. earlier on in his career, it was, you know, at Preston North End, it didn't, it didn't quite work out. But, you know, he's obviously had a late bloom in uh, uh, career and, you know, he's really stepped up for Wigan Athletic next season. So uh, I think he's going to be a player to look out for um, come Saturday. Yeah, they've, they've got some players that always seem to do well against us. Josh McGuinness always seems to score against us. James McLean always has some sort of drama against us, whether it's with Darnell Fisher or Ben Pearson. Both of them are yeah. gone now, so... Uh... Yeah, so hopefully they, he doesn't have a new rivalry with anyone, but... Yeah, they, they've got some good players and they'll, they'll be well up for it, like I said. But hopefully now we're, we're starting to get a team that Lowe wants together. He seems to kind of know who he wants in his first 11. We might be a few signings short, but you'd probably say you've got Reese and Parrot up top with Brady on the left. Your midfield settled and then he seems to have his defence settled. So it looks like we'll have quite a settled team going into the game. Yeah, I'm quite positive for the game. Um, also, Tom, the recording might end uh, yes, in like yes. 30 seconds, so it's fine. Uh, and I'll start a new call. 
but I'm excited um, because I do feel like, you know, with the signings we brought in and the new signings, you know, I think we'll have more than enough. I think Ben Whiteman's got to be massive this season and he's shown it in pre-season again. And I think he's got to be huge in the game against Wigan. You know, I think he's going to control the game and control the midfield. So I'm looking forward to it. And, you know, DJ always seems to do well against Wigan as well. So, yeah. you know, it could be a battle of the midfields. You know, I, th- I think I can remember vividly, you know, Wigan away. The last Wigan away was, was it 2-1 when Alex Neal? And, you know, yeah. DJ scored. And, I mean... It was that um, fantastic ball through from Pearson to um, DJ. And I think, obviously, uh, Tom Barkhausen tapped it in at the back post and then, you know, DJ scored again. So, you know, go, going from, you know, when DJ was linked with Wigan, you know, a couple of seasons ago and, you know, a couple of fans saying that they'll drive him there to, you know, DJ being the driving force against Wigan Athletic, you know, I think DJ's really stood out in the past few seasons and, you know, has proved himself to everyone that he's a massive asset for this club. And, you know, he's down to his last 12 months now. So I really hope the club um, managed to get him signed up to another couple of years because he's massive for the club. And, you know, I think he's going to be massive for us this season and especially against Wigan, as I've just mentioned. Um, but, yeah, I Let's go into predictions for for the game. I'm gonna I'm gonna back North End for a um, a two one win. Um, yeah, I'll go for. Uh, I'll go for a two one win as well. It, it's gonna be tight, and it could easily go either way. Yeah, they yeah. could win it, but. Yeah, I'll go for a 2-1 win. We might just have that bit of extra quality and know-how in the championship to get the three points. Fingers crossed. And, you know, well, it's also going to predictions for, for the season. And, you mm-hmm. know, um, I, I, I'll ask the, for three things. I'm going to ask for who are the three that you think will get promoted, who are the three who you think will get relegated, and then where do you think Peony will finish? So, we've... With the starting uh, to start off with, who do you think is going to be promoted this season to the Premier League, Tom? Oh, it's it's a good question. I think this league this season's more wide open than it probably has been in the in the last few years. There's not really any standout teams to me from what I can see personally, but I'd say. Uh, I think Middlesbrough, because yep. Chris Wilder, I know they've not quite sorted the squad out yet, but with Chris Wilder, I think eventually they'll get some decent signings in. I can see them being going up one way or the other. I agree. Um, Sheffield United, I think. I'm not convinced with Heckingbottom, but their squad's very good and they've got a lot of players that, got promoted last time with them. So I think that could carry them to promotion again. And the third, I ever, I don't want to say it, but I do think Burnley with the signings they've made, and I know a lot of people probably say they've made 
had too much change and companies a bit unproven. But to me, their signings have been really impressive and I can just see them bouncing back at the first first try. So, yeah, I'll go with those three to go up. To go down, I'm going to say Blackpool. I think... Yeah, cheers for that, Tom. We're going to have a lot of, you know, nice <laughs> comments on Twitter. Not because... Um, of the rivalry, definitely not, but they've lost Critchley. I don't particularly rate their squad at all, to be honest. They, they've got some more right players, Bowler, Ekpateta, but they could lose Bowler, and I don't think they've really strengthened much at all, and obviously they've got a North End fan at the back and a North End fan as manager, so <laughs> not sure how well that's going to go. Uh, so Blackpool to go down. I think, obviously, Reading, they've got financial issues and they've not really got a squad together at the minute so I think they'll go down and the last one is between Birmingham or Rotherham but I'm going to go with Rotherham just okay. because I just think they're a bit they just don't have that quality over the season I don't think and yeah I'm going to have to say Rotherham but and then for Preston on, Tom, make my day. Uh, I'm going to say 10th. 10th? It's, yeah, 10th, I'd say. I don't quite think the defence is good enough to get the top six, but I think we'll score a lot of goals, we'll create a lot of chances. So <laughs> I'd probably say about 10th, around that upper mid-table. So, yeah, I'd, I'd be all right with 10th as well. I think it'd be a half-decent season, so... It'd be nice to get into the playoffs, but tenth is probably where I see us. Okay, okay. Um, so for my top three to go up, I, I agree with you with two of them, and that's Burnley and Borough. Um, I think you know Burnley have strengthened correctly since coming down, and you know I think yeah. Borough this season as well. And I know the end of last season we. Uh, Oh, we showed them up with a four-one, with a four-one win at Deepdale. We were fantastic, but you know they're, they're apparently signing that uh, force from from Brentford, and that's a fantastic signing. So I think yeah. they'll be right up there next season. I think they'll uh, go up. Um, Burnley as well, obviously, as I mentioned, and Norwich are always up there. You know, whenever they come down, they'll bounce straight back up. Timu Pocky will be, you know, first or second top goal scorers as always. Um, the three to go down. Oh, um, yeah, Reading, um, Reading and Rotherham for me are two absolute certainties, and I believe it's between you know Blackpool and Birmingham. Um, I can't really choose between them. You know, um, I know Birmingham's just got taken over, and you know we could see a couple more signings go to Birmingham. Um, I've not seen. Blackpool, I know they've brought in Dominic Thompson, um, who's a good uh, fullback from Brentford. You know, he did okay last season in League One. Uh, see, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Blackpool will, no, 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 I'm going to say Birmingham will go down. I'm going to say Birmingham will go down. Yeah. Uh, I think Blackpool will just survive. And, I, and uh, you know, for PE, I think, you know, if if the players are brought in, if, you know, 
two or three more are brought in, you know, whether that be two low knees and a permanent, and we do finish 10th, I think, I think low might see it as a bit of a disappointment because, you know, if we bring in, you know, a couple more low knees, you know, we do finish 10th, you know, we've got to rebuild then again to try and, you know, force our way into playoffs. And I think that's going to be a really, really tough job. So yeah. with the way that, you know, it's looking, you know, Lowe wants here now, I think, you know, he's aiming this season for playoffs. And, you know, we always should aim for playoffs. And, you know, if, if it doesn't go his way, you know, and then we're going to have to rebuild again, you know, rebuild with low knees, when, you know, when is it going to happen for Preston? And yeah. you know what? If if North End bringing another striker of you know the quality of what we have, you know, there's been links with Robinson. If we bring in either one of Robinson or Archer, and you know we bring in a, a very sturdy right wing back, you know, there's been names flying around. And I do believe if we do get a centre back, you know, of a decent calibre. You know, Seth van der Berg obviously was fantastic last season. Um, if 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 we do bring in those three positions and they are of a good standard, yeah, um, I'm going to predict North End to finish six. Ooh. You know, yeah, um, I, I believe if we if you know these next three signings are a proper and you know shows real intention. I, I feel North End might sneak in. However, um, if we don't bring in the centre-back this season, I can see us finishing ninth. I think centre-back's massive. I, I believe we, we do need to bring in to solidify that back three. But, you know, if, if the club does bring in a centre-back of good calibre and, you know, you know, properly goes for it this season. I can see no offense sneaking in, and you know that's that's as positive as I've ever been on this podcast. Yeah. Um, and so some may think you know always been a bit too optimistic, but you know it's better to feel optimistic than you know we was last season. Yeah, um, well, last season we had a lot of. I remember doing this this time. Nineteen. Yeah, we were. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we all laughed at Adam for predicting us to finish sixth. So. It shows how far we've come in a in a year that now finishing sixth, like it's quite a fair prediction from what yeah. we were saying this time last year. So we've definitely progressed. Um, I think we were all saying lower mid table or even further down, like relegation battles last season, to now hoping to break into that top six with a few more additions. And yeah, I don't see any reason why we can't. Exciting times ahead, Tom. Exciting times ahead. Just got to enjoy the ride of the season. I hope and, so. you know, hopefully we get off to a good start on uh, on Saturday against Wigan. But yeah. unless you've got anything else to say, you know. Uh, no, I think we've covered everything that needs covering, yeah. I think all good. Perfect. Perfect. Well, uh, cheers for coming on and, uh, you know, welcome back. Yeah, thank obviously. you very much. And, uh, come on. Uh, hello, listeners. You know, I, I'm not going to do the big scene and dancing, but uh, we are joined by Luke for his segment here. So, uh, nice to speak to you again, Luke. You know, uh, welcome to the Butterfly Podcast. Good, good to be back. Good to, well, I mean, you know, second season, here we go. Um, but yeah, let's get straight into it. You know, um, obviously speaking with Tom before, you know, I mentioned 
Robbie Brady and uh, Ben Woodburn. But I'd just like to hear your thoughts on you know them two signings. Uh, we'll start. We'll start with Ben Woodburn. Obviously, um, he's he's very young. Uh, still, he's only twenty-two, um, and he's he's come from Liverpool with quite big expectations. Um, obviously, he scored at what was it sixteen, seventeen, um, and he, he was supposedly the next big thing on the scene. And obviously, it's not worked out for him at, at Hearts, and um, you know where he's sort of been on, on loan uh, in England. But uh, at the same time, I think it, it suits him being here a lot better because uh, obviously he's only on a one-year deal, so he's obviously got to prove himself. Uh, and I, I think being playing for a team that's not got a huge amount of expectation on the shoulders would sort of allow him to to get his head down and be that creative player in in the team. Uh, I, I don't see why he, he couldn't make himself a staple because uh, he does seem to, from what I've seen from him, he, he creates a lot, uh, which is something we've probably been, uh, been lacking the past few seasons. So I think in terms of in terms of that, it's good. Uh, obviously, the one-year deal, if it doesn't work out, is also good for our parks. It allows us to not keep him on the books if we if we don't need him, which is something we've 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 found ourselves a bit uh, we've left ourselves a bit short with sometimes in terms of signing players on three, four-year deals that haven't worked. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's not not too bad that. And then obviously the the Brady scenario, he's got some pedigree. He's been there and done it in the prem. Um, obviously, was he operates normally are off the left wing or in the 10, but he seems to be uh, quite happy with, with playing that left wing back role, even if it is as a, a backup to um, Alvaro Fernandez. but he's definitely um, got the quality if we can keep him fit. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, obviously mentioned Brady's um, pedigree that obviously Premier League standard and now bringing in Fernandez. Um you know, we haven't signed a right wing back as of yet. Could you potentially see, you know, that Robbie Brady moving on to the right to uh, have Fernandez play and play in both? Because I, I noticed Brady moved on to the right for less against Leicester and uh, to switch around with Ellen McCann. Could you potentially see them both uh, playing or, or or would you see, you know, Brady potentially too much as a left-sided player and Fernandez as a left-sided player and leave, you know, the right side for, you know, someone else? He's very left-footed. Um, uh, he doesn't look too comfortable on his right. But at the same time, it, it becomes a, it's become a lot more common where you've got players operating off the um, like the, the opposite foot to where they would normally play. So you've got like Cancelo playing at City on the left. He's uh, primarily right-footed, and that and that seems to work because he comes inside a lot more, um, is which is probably something that suits Brady, cutting in on that left-hand side. So I don't see why. He won't be able to play there, but I really do think we'll be we'll be looking for someone a bit more as a permanent addition at right back, even if it is a loan. But you want someone that's sort of confident operating out there, mm-hmm. um, especially in the system low plays, getting up and down. Um, but he's he's useful to have in terms of he can play on both sides, um, and then he can play on the wing if we if we switch into a four four two or or something like that. Um, or he could even even play in the ten if, if Johnson's not fit. Yeah, and you, you must have mentioned there, you know, uh, moving formation, and you know, uh, another part I made to top was, you know, at the start of the Leicester match, we we, we were playing like three four three. You know, obviously we did go two 0 down, but Leicester are a fantastic side, and you know, we were, pl- we were just we were just 
you know, testing around. But if we do sign a new striker, you know, potentially, um, or, or as the same role that Parrot does and could potentially play just off race, could you see Lowe looking to, you know, integrate that formation to try and get his best players on the pitch at once? Yeah, I mean, it, may, it makes a lot of sense, especially when you've got players like Daniel Johnson that can play deeper in midfield, but I don't see why he won't be able to play in, in that role just behind the striker because he, he's quite a, a progressive midfielder. And even, like you said, Parrot can play in there and, and Brady would probably fit in there. And then I, I, don't, I don't think there's um, any reason to suggest we won't sign another striker. So it might be something that he looks at, someone that can play up top primarily or just in behind. Mm-hmm. Um, but... For me, uh, the the change of formation is good in terms of having to um, adapt sometimes in the championship, which I think Ryan Lowe's sort of come to terms now because he, he first came in and said, we're going to stick to this. But at the same time, if you get found out halfway through the season playing like that, then you've got no backup ready, which is uh, a dangerous game to, to sort of play. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Although you've got to stick to your guns as your manager, you've also got to be flexible to, you know, get to the needs of your best players. Um, just wondering, because obviously, you know, it's been widely renowned that, you know, we're looking at a right wing back and a striker before the summer's up. Do you think there's any other positions that needs potentially looking at before, you know, the window ends? Uh, we need to sign a sense of that for me. Hundred percent. Even if it's just a prem loan, just just um, someone that's going to come in and, and either play on that uh, in the in the middle or on the right hand side because Liam Lindsay does not fill me with confidence in the slightest. And <laughs> um, he's he's like Maldini one game and then he's the biggest liability I've ever seen. The next, um, I don't think we can go for a full season of him getting sent off every four games. <laughs> Because consistency is me and Tom mentioned, you know, with Lindsay, you know, he can be fantastic and he's just got to find that consistency. But you've still got to bring in someone to, you know, push, push him. him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He just never found that consistency. He, he left he left Barnsley, went to Stoke, and he's now now with us. And he, in the four years or so that he's he's been, he's left Barnsley, he's not seen to, to put his foot push. in yeah. the door and keep it there at all, uh, which is odd considering how well he did do at Barnsley yeah yeah it's, it's it's one of those where it's more of a mystery than anything and yeah I, I, as you mentioned you mentioned a bit of our on the loans and you know if we do bring in you know another loan that'll bring it to free and you know if we are looking to bring in, you know, free free signings you know with a centre-back I know we're renowned for only looking for two you know how many of them might be loans, let's say two loans and a permanent, but bringing in four, you know, four signings uh, who are loans who are on one-year deals. So is it, I know Lowe's mentioned he wants ready and now. Is it now or never for pressing off and to get into the playoffs? Because, you know, if if they don't, and, you know, we do go down the route of bringing in these loans, I know we did with Iverson, Seth Van der Berg and Archer, but they, they're massive to, Know, replacing, we can't keep on replacing them caliber players each year. So, if pressing off and don't make the playoffs, will it be seen as you know potentially a a poor season because we will have to rebuild again because these players aren't going to be staying around; they're going to be going back. Uh, I I completely agree with you, but at the same token, 
um, we've seen, in, in especially in recent years, the, the loan market something that we've utilised quite well. Um, and that there's always that big turnover of youth players that, that want to come through and play football. Um, and we seem to have that pull, which is which is always good. Uh, but I'd like to see us make the playoffs because you get an even bigger pull in terms of permanent players and, and loan players. Because people want to play in the Premier League and, and some people, some players will will admit to themselves that the only way they're going to get into the Prem easily is to, to go up with a team. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I completely agree with you in terms of the loans, but it looks to me like we're very under the radar this season. I don't know if you've seen some of the, some of the uh, media predictions saying that we're going to finish 14th, 15th, which I'm happy to to sort of sit there and and take that because as much as we go under the radar, it allows those young players that haven't really played at this level before to get their head down and play the football. And if we find ourselves up there comes at the end of the season, then we've done... Win. We've done... Yeah, we've done... Uh, the unexpected so uh, it, it's good for all parties and then you might get some of the players say you know uh, that that want to stay permanently like you, you never know what happens especially if you're in the playoffs or, or if we're lucky enough to go up well yeah and you know the best way to find yourself there at the end of the season is obviously to get in a good start and we are starting against Wigan you know obviously they came up last season from League One uh, how do you see that game going I know I know last season, you know, we, we came up first game of the season against a promoted side and that didn't really end well, did it? So uh, what were you expecting from the game on Saturday? I'm expecting Lowe to have a, a very different approach <laughs> to the game that, that Frankie McAvoy did last season against Hull because, albeit we're away, we're bringing four, four, four and a half thousand with us, which is some achievement for the first game of the season. Um, but... I know Ryan Lowe will want to really stamp his authority and and get that three points. So I think we'll go all out to, to get that. Um, it, it's it's a difficult one because I think sometimes you couldn't underestimate these teams that come up. But Lowe will know Wigan when Wigan are a decent side and uh, albeit a local derby, I, I think he'll I think he'll um will be bringing the three points back to deep now. Okay, uh, what, what what score are you predicting from it? I'll go for I'll go for a, a two-one, a KG two-one. Same as me then, Luke. And speaking of predictions, you know, uh, me and Tom did our predictions, so I'd like to hear yours. It's uh, the three three predictions that I'm asking you for. It's which three do you think are going to be promoted from uh, to the Premier League this season? Uh, which three do you think are going to be relegated to League One? And where would you place Preston North End? So we'll start off with the promoted sides. Um, in terms of promoted sides, I'm, I'm going to go Burnley to finish champions, um, which is it's a little bit of an outside one, but the the caliber of player that they're bringing in and and you know the unproven management of of company, um, I think there's a lot of pressure on them. But by the same token, he's put together some side already. You can see, you know, they brought in Scott Twine and a few players from the Belgian league and. Uh, they're, they're looking like a, a very strong side this year. Uh, they spent some money, haven't they? So, I mean, and we'll see on that one. I, th- I think they'll go up champions. Um, and then I think we'll see. I don't really see any of the other relegated sides coming back up uh, this year, actually. Um, it, it is very difficult in terms of... Um, who, who I'm going to back for 
for, to go up next. So I might I might go for an outsider in, in QPR to go up in the uh, through the playoffs. Okay. And then I will take um who who go, who's to go up as as runners up. Uh I'll go. I'll go Watford. Actually. Okay. Uh, I, I take that back about not only the the throw sides because Watford teams are, <laughs> are bound to quite easy, but at, at the same time, the the they've come down with a fairly strong squad, and it doesn't seem to have been weakened too much. Okay. They kept they kept hold of Sarah, haven't they? And and, and a few so few far players. So well, I mean, we'll see what happens. It, it's still early days. There's still thirty odd days left in the transfer window, so my prediction could well be very different. Come a few weeks into the season, but that's what we'll go with for the, the promoted sides. And then uh, straight on to the relegated sides. Go on, Luke. Um, so I'm going to go Reading. Uh-huh. Rotherham. Yep. Uh, and Blackpool. See, you and Tom are going to get this podcast some more negative reviews on Twitter because I'm the only one who's predicted Blackpool to stay up just by one position, though. I said Birmingham to go down. I, I understand why why you probably picked Birmingham in there, but for me, Blackpool. Um, okay. Uh, on on paper, I'd probably say Rotherham, Birmingham, and Reading. But when when I really think about it, um, Michael Afton did not have the best of seasons at Lincoln last year, uh, and he's coming to a, a a decaying Blackpool side to say the least. Um, you know, Bowler could be off. Bowler could be off, and. They've not strengthened in the slightest at all. They can't get a hold of players for, for love nor money. Um, and they had a very... Considering it was the first season back in the, league, uh, in the Championship from League One, they had a decent season, but you don't have that staying up in the Championship bounce after the, after the second, in the second year. Okay. So if they start off on a bad run of results, I, I think it could be better. Very hard to turn around. Very, very oh, hard. Okay. okay. Um, now, yeah. The big one. Where, where are you placing Preston North End? I'll give, I'll give you two for this. As we are now, with the squad that we have now, and then I'll give you another one if we bring in the signings that you believe that we should bring in. I'll go for eighth as we are now, uh, and sixth if we bring in the signings we should. Finally, I've got someone agreeing with me. There's six players if we bring in the players. Oh, yeah, Tom said 10th. Tom said 10th. So, you know, fingers crossed he's wrong and, you know, we get the players in. Um, I, I generally think there's no reason why we do not finish in the top 10 this season. But yeah, I'd be me, disappointed if we, if we don't get top half the table. It, it's make or break championship for us this year. We, we've been here a, a, good, a good number of years now. You know, we're coming up on... Seven eight years in the championship, we've we've really got to we've really got to push on now. Yeah, I completely agree. It's you know, and the way that he's showing, you know, Ryan Lobing and these players in the club, you know, it's it's for now. So, is it now that North End go for it? it it's it's, now, it's you know, now or never for me. But it's, it's going to be the same, the same time. We've got loads of things we've not factored in. You've got a lot of local derbies, which will be well yeah. supported in. There's a lot of local away days that aren't necessarily local derbies but a lot of the um a lot of the teams situated up in the northwest so we'll have a, a an extremely good away following this year 
which I strongly believe we, we have anyway, but I think it could be a lot better, especially on the low. It seems mm-hmm. to be getting, going up and up. Um, the home support should be fantastic all year round, especially More the season season tickets we've sold. Yeah. You know, that's another factor we're not taking in. You know, you've got a, a much higher calibre of player coming in, like your lone players. You've got, as obviously, Al- Alvaro, Brady, Parrott and Woodburn, which have, are all people that have experienced playing for, for football clubs in, in, in the top flight. Not even necessarily top uh, appearances, but look at uh, Fernandez. Um, Fernandez is obviously a, a big performer for United in the 23 squad, which obviously is still high standard in, in the PL2. Um, and then you've got, obviously, Brady's been there and done it in the Prem. Parrot and Woodburn have also made Prem appearances. So these are people that have done it on the big stage. Yes. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a much stronger team on paper. Uh, Reese is settling into championship football. Daniel Johnson's in his prime. Alan Brown seems to be getting much better. Whiteman's unstoppable on the on the low. I'm I'm very confident. It's going to be one heck of a ride this season, isn't it, Luke? Uh, I'm 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 excited. Well, fingers crossed. Uh, you know, um, the next episode is as optimistic as, as this, and you know we've uh, Wigan coming up. But unless you've got anything else to say, you know, um, I guess we'll uh, see. What happens after Wigan? Hopefully it's it's three points on the board. Top of the table, one goal difference. <laughs> Fingers crossed, mate. Well, what, what with a 2-1 prediction? I don't think so. Well, you, you never know. If everyone else loses, we'll be top. All right. Well, fingers crossed. Um, few cheers, Luke, for the, well, cheers for the little segment. And, no uh, problem. Yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, it's a good result. And we're talking about a, uh, a positive one next week. Indeed. But, yeah. Cheers, mate. No problem. Hello, Jack. Um, thanks for coming on uh, the second episode again as uh, a regular. How are you, mate? I'm all right, mate. Uh, it's, you know, always a pleasure to come on this podcast, as always. And, you know, I'm, I'm just looking forward to getting back into it, you know. And I've been on the first episode, which was great. Well, yeah, exactly. And you're still making the effort all the way in America. I know, yeah. I was meant to appear on the main episode, but uh, when you um, when you sent me the invite, I arrived at the circuit of, circuit of the Americas, you know, the USF one track. So, uh, well, I mean, I was looking, I was looking at that rather than I was you know, busy. So. I'll, I'll I'll let you off because that sounds a different priority compared to the Bot Pie podcast. But anyway, let's get straight into it. <laughs> um, yeah. So obviously now. I've asked the same to Luke and to Tom. Obviously, now Brady and uh, Woodburn have had, you know, experience of pre-season. How do you think uh, them signings have gone down? I mean, like, Brady looks absolutely immense. The way, I mean, the guy has a really good left foot. I mean, he can see a pass as well. And, you know, he's, I think he's good with his right as well, isn't he? He's very two-footed and the, the guy's got vision. He's got, the passing, he's got absolutely everything, Brady. Again, it remind, it kind of reminds me of Paul Gallagher a little bit. And I mean, but Paul Gallagher and then some. So Woodburn, I think, is going to be a terrific side if we can keep him fit. Ben Woodburn, on the other, on the other hand, I think he's, you know, sort of defied expectation a little bit. You know, when we had him on trial... And it, the news came out. He had Blackpool fans coming in and said, "Oh, he's absolutely gash. 
he wasn't very good for us. And it's just like, no offence, but no one would be good for you. And, uh, you know, and he's actually coming to decide. I mean, albeit it's pre-season, you know, it's pre-season. It's, you know, he's still massively impressed. He progresses the, he progresses the ball very well. He's very technical and very, very good on the ball, you know. He's very good in, like, the short spaces, etc. And um, he presses. He's a... He, he presses. He's very. He's a very fit man, uh, very fit, athletic man. So, um, you know, he's going to be very, very uh, crucial when he does play. You know, can play as yeah. sort of as a central midfielder and as like a second striker almost. Mm-hmm. You and... know, just behind the striker, etc., etc., and linking up the midfield. It, it, it's really wonderful to see. So, I'm massively impressed by Woodburn and Robbie Brady. I just hope that pre-season form translates into the real season. Uh-huh. And you did mention that, that Brady, uh, you believe, is uh, quite two-footed. So, obviously, without uh, North End signing a right wing-back, but signing Alvaro Fernandez, who is another left wing-back, could you potentially see um, Robbie Brady moving out to the right and playing right wing-back with Alvaro Fernandez on the left wing-back? Because I noticed against Leicester that... Um, you know, we did. Uh, Robbie Brady did move over there with Alan McCann coming to the left hand side. So, could you potentially mm-hmm. see Brady in the right wing back position to uh, allow Fernandez free range at the left? No, but yeah, absolutely. I think um, Robbie Brady has, you know, shown you know his technical quality that he can probably play on the left or right, and you know, mm-hmm. um, can play centrally as well. Use him in central midfield sometimes for the games that might require him to be there but if I wouldn't bank on him being on main right wing back I'd rather bring someone in to play there and I wouldn't want to you know I think he's better I think he's arguably going to be better on the left he's always been better on the left that's <laughs> his side so I don't think we should shoehorn him in on to the right so we can shoehorn Alvaro in I think what I mean, he can play there, and I think in some in some games that we might need Alvaro's, you know, directness and composure and dribbling ability and just you know attacking quality. Uh, we are, um, but we still need Robbie Brady's presence in the midfield and creativity and vision. That yeah, maybe do that. Put Brady on the right and Alvaro on the left. Mm-hmm. But how I see this happening really is games where perhaps Brady shouldn't be risked due to his injury record. That we we need to we need to rope that they'll be rotated. I I feel like that's the best option to do, and then yeah. we bring and we bring in someone on the right. Absolutely, because, um, it's more quality in depth. It's more quality in depth. You'd probably say because it's a good headache to have. Exactly. Yeah. You can't. You, I mean, another signing will not hurt at all. You know, um, but yeah, we just need. I, I just want us to get another right wing back because I don't want us to entirely rely on Robbie Brady staying fit for the whole season mm-hmm. because there might be some points where he's missing. Yeah, due to injury, so we um, can't really risk it. Yeah, and then there's been uh, a recent signing of Troy Parrott as well. Um, what were your thoughts on Parrott? Very, very impressed. You know, he really came into his own at MK Dons. 
people doubting him already. And it's just kind of like, yeah, yeah, he's no Archer, is he? But it's like, we were never going to get Archer back. Let's be real here. But he's still massively improved at MK Dons last season. You saw how direct he was, very, very physical, got good speed on him, you know, good on the ball as well, can lay it off, hold it up, and also just be a goal scorer himself. I mean, he, I know he only got, what was it, nine goals last season in League One, uh, which isn't, you know, mind-blowing, but he still he got six assists as well. Yeah, I think that shows what type of striker he is. He, he links the midfield up really well. He, he really brings others into play, and I think we've got the perfect strike partner for Emil Reese. Let Emil Reese be the goal scorer, and let Troy Parrott, you know, link up the midfield and the attack, bring other people into play, and lay it off for Reese, you know, and, and be a goal scorer. You know, yeah, that's what also, we ultimately want from him. You know, yeah, he's he also. He could also what? Sorry, you cut out. He could also chip in with uh, a couple of goals as he scored as well from you know a deep position. He's got to be filling in, you know, the linking up play that Sean Maguire did. But unfortunately, Maguire didn't really, you know, get as many goals as we anticipated. You know, Parrot could be that perfect player. Yeah, exactly. He's he's very confident at the minute. You know, he looks like the real deal. You know. He, He's miles a better player than he was as an 18-year-old who went for Millwall. And that's what people are judging him from, his time at Millwall and his time at Ipswich, when he was a very young man coming into men's football with no prior experience. I mean, you'd say the same about Archer when he went to Solihull Moors. You know, he didn't particularly set the world alight there, but Troy Parrott didn't set the world alight on loan to those, so um, to them. So I think people judging him on his time at Millwall and Ipswich are mm. quite stupid. And I feel like we need to look more at his recent performances where he's matured, he's gotten a lot better and he's been coached. Let's not let's not get around here. MK Dons is kind of a good place to be coached at the minute. Very young <laughs> team with a very technical manager. And, you know, players go to MK Dons to improve. You know, that's sort of their model at the minute. Yeah. And he's done just that. So I think, you know, people who are doubting Troy Parrott, I think are going to be very wrong about him. Okay. I think, I think that's a fair response. And also, um, Lowe did mention that, you know, he's anticipating to bring four in. Two have come in already. Obviously, we mentioned Fernandez and uh, Parrott. And it's widely known that, you know, um, he's going to be a striker and right wing back. Um, if a striker is brought in of a good caliber, you know, potentially a shadow striker, you should say, you know, like Troy Parrott, just the same roles. Um, at the in the first half of the Leicester game, uh, we were playing quite a narrow three four three with Brown and DJ uh, just off uh, Reese. So, could you see Lowe mm -hmm. potentially implement a formation like that to try and get his better players on the pitch, or do you reckon he's going to? you know, stick to his guns as such. When we switched to that against Leicester, we really went on top of the game, didn't we? We didn't really look out of place. We really took the game to Leicester. So I think if we do sign a striker, and I believe the name that everyone wants to hear come to the club, or return to the club, as I should say, <laughs> I believe you've got to go to that formation. Mm. It's, you know, we didn't look... Terrible 
at all. We looked really good. We got on top of the game. And, you know, we did. Did we score from that formation? Um, I, th- I think what happened was that was the first half. And then the second half, we switched back um, to having Evans up top with Reese. But um, in the first half, we definitely created a couple of chances. I just feel like Brown and DJ weren't as suited to playing as a shadow striker. Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, yeah, fair enough. I, 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 you know, if you if you have actual strikers who can play in that system, then, you know, do it. You know, Ben Woodburn might fancy a... Fancy yeah. a role there if we don't get a striker in, but I'd prefer us to get you know a certain somebody who has been linked with a return back to the club. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'd rather find a striker who can play up top with recent power in that free in that very narrow three four three. Yeah, and you know um, let them let them let them loose. You know let them do what they want because that's goals for fun. There, that is goals for fun. And also, what I would like to say is, you know, obviously I've mentioned a right wing back and the striker being brought in. What would you be happy with just them two brought in, or do you think, you know, potentially we'd uh, look at upgrading another position? Centre back. I um, I don't know if I'm being reactionary, but I don't think I am. We like to play quite high up. And sometimes we like to use Diaby on the right and put Bauer down the middle. Why that is? Because Bauer just... I don't think Bauer's quick enough to play in a high line. He's not quick enough at all to play in a high line. And it's kind of weird that we just... that we would just put Bauer centrally and then Diaby on the right. And then... And instead of just putting Diaby in the middle and Story on the right. And I, didn't we change that in the second half against Leicester? Um, I don't really recall, but um, I'd rather have a centre back, a right a right sided centre back come in, so we can focus on if we are going to play a high line, have the RB in the middle instead of on the right, because we cannot. We saw against Leicester how exposed they were, and we were playing quite high up, and Vardy was playing in between down, lines. Yeah, it was playing in between the lines and running behind Bauer. Lindsay. We can't... Oh, was it Lindsay? It was Lindsay, yeah. Was was Lindsay playing on the right side? No, Lindsay was central. Bauer didn't play. Wait, hold on a second. I'm getting... All right. Lindsay's slow as well. well. Point proved. (laughs) I I, I have to cut that out. No, what what I'm trying to say is we have you need to bring in a back. Uh, centre-back, don't you? That's... Yeah, like Tony could play centrally or maybe on the right-hand side, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, ra- I rate Lindsay a lot and I rate Bauer a lot as defenders, but that they don't quite have that speed, you know. Never have, never have done. You know, they've always been quite slow and methodical in their approaches. And... Um, mm-hmm. So uh, I, I'd rather bring in someone who's faster off the mark. Yeah. Someone like DRB. Someone like DRB. And I mean, I'd rather, I'd rather, I'd rather us play DRB down the middle of the story on the right. Okay. 
that's what I do. But I, I, we need we need cover for story because if we the story gets injured, then we have to put Diaby on the right, and then we have Bauer or Lindsay in the middle. Mm. And with how we want to play, you have to, probably not going to work. Is it? Not going to work with a high line. Mm. And what I would say is. If if these signings are brought in, you know that you're wanting. And I'm going to be honest with you, me, um, Tom, and um, me, Tom, and Luke uh, have all said that we need we need centre back. Um, we need a centre back to come in. And probably the only way you're probably going to look down there is a Premier League loan because I can't see the club really spending money on centre back uh, this summer. So you know, Lowe's mentioned here and now. If we're going to be bringing in, you know adding to our two low knees and potentially open it to four if, you know, one of the striker or right wing backs is a low, you know, will it be a disappointing season if Preston North End don't make the playoffs? Because if we don't make the playoffs and, you know, have a good go at going up, then, you know, what 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 was this for? You know, because we're gonna we're gonna be losing them at the end of the season. So, you know, is it is it now or never for Preston North End? I don't quite think it's now or never I kind of I I mean yes getting loan getting in loan players is always risky because you, you never know if you're going to get them back next season and that is why you know we can't risk sort of getting Archer in on loan again I'd rather us get the I'm, I'm just going to say his name I'd rather us get Robin, Robinson on a permanent than Archer on loan because you can't risk having loan players all the time you can't keep relying on them uh, so uh, if if we do get those loan if we do get loan players in and up to four loan players, <laughs> I kind of believe it is now or never. Because okay. You, because it's like you can't bring in these loan players and finish, and then they don't come back because they progress so much that they probably have a they probably have options elsewhere in Europe or in the Premier League. You can't risk what? it. I like our past three loanees, we could technically say. Um, with, with with the squad we currently have now, because I'm got I'm got to make you do your prediction. I'm going to make you do P and E. Well, actually, I'll I'll do promotion first. Who who's your three to get promoted this season to the Premier League? Okay, um, I've got Sheffield United going up as champions. Okay, I don't know why. I just see it. I don't know why. Um. Uh, hmm. Wow. Uh, I'm gonna put my neck on the line here. I'm gonna say Middlesbrough. I don't know why. I just got a good feeling about him. Your neck on the line has been agreed with with all of us as well. Oh really? Oh yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, one final one. Well, that's good then. I'm just looking at the champ. Oh Burnley. Burnley. To be fair. I think you've matched one, I think you've matched one of Tom Luke, sir. Who's your three to go down? Oh, get ready for this. <laughs> um, Rotherham. I mean, I don't know why. They're just going to solidify that yo-yo club status. Uh, like Rotherham to stay up. I kind of like having Rotherham in the championship. I don't know why I can't explain it and I'm not going to explain it. Um, I'm going to have Rotherham. I'm going to have Blackpool. 
because not that I think they're going to. I want them to go down. <laughs> oh my gosh! Third, third, third podcast um, member they're going down. You're going to give you know was another negative review here. Uh maybe. I mean, I mean, most definitely we'll be getting negative reviews from that side of Lancashire. And probably the last one. And I, this doesn't particularly mean I think they're going to finish last. I personally believe that Blackpool will finish last, last with loads of point deductions from, I don't know, I'm joking, that's in an ideal world. But the, this is in no particular order. This isn't who I think is going to finish by second, third and fourth. Uh, I'm going to go Reading. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, you, you've pretty much matched everyone's there again. I, the, the only change I had was Birmingham for... Blackpool. Um, I think Blackpool. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, now, me and Luke agreed on on this. Um, Tom didn't agree. Where do you have Preston North End finishing if their squad was as it is now in in the end of the season? And where do you mm. think if the players were brought in that you wanted of a good calibre, where do you think we would finish with that? So, with the squad we have now, where would you place Preston North End? And if three more signings are brought in as you've wanted, where would you consider them finishing then? So, basically, if Preston got the three signings that I would want, where do I think we would finish? Yes. Honestly. Uh, I know after the Middlesbrough pod, I was like, oh, I think we can really be up there. Yep. I'm going to go sixth. <laughs> You've agreed with me and Luke. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah, I, yeah. Dude, me making, I thought I was making bold predictions, but okay. okay and then I guess I'm just, I guess I'm just going, uh, I guess I'm just going with what everyone else is thinking. I, I thought I was being really bold here, but you no, know, it's yeah. nice to know people agree with me. And the final one, I, I'm guessing, you know, if, if North End are going to make that push towards six um, for what me and Luke want, is we've got to get off to a good start against Wigan on Saturday. And uh, what is your prediction for Saturday? I've missed it. I've missed giving my predictions and being somewhat right. Um, I'm gonna go for three nil Preston. Three nil. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. A good start to the season. Well, fingers crossed. I, I, I mean, I think I, I was writing a preview for someone on Lancashire on the Lancashire clubs championship fixtures this weekend, and I did say in my preview that Wigan really need to get in the faces of Preston if they want to achieve any sort of result, you know, because we're very much focusing on the build-up play and possession this year. And, then, and the way you have to interrupt that is by pressing vigorously and getting in their faces. And if they can do that early on and interrupt the rhythm, I feel like Preston will be really put off um, for for the first half at least. But I've seen, I've seen, I, I've seen, I feel like I've seen enough of Preston where I, I think we can play with enough park. I don't think we're going to quite that. Um, I was going to have them to go down, but 
I, I don't know. I like I like Liam Richardson and I like his style and I like Wigan and I, I like Wigan's like squad and how Liam Richardson you know implements it. But I I just feel like it's not going to be a good return for them for the first game at least. Uh, and I feel like you know with a sellout away end we're bringing with the new players we're bringing in and hopefully more on the way before the weekend. Uh, I just feel like we're in very good spirits mm-hmm. and we are looking very, very good. And I would say we have a massive edge of Wigan. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, fingers crossed you're right. Fingers crossed you are right. You know, um, we've all predicted wins. So, you know, in next week's episode, fingers crossed we're uh, positive. Uh, um, otherwise, it might be... Uh, <laughs> You know what's funny though is I'm never probably I'm probably never going to predict Preston to lose. That's the thing. I'm optimistic <laughs> unless it's we're coming up against a stupidly good team and we're in a little bit of out of form. Then uh, I might predict to loss. But I, I don't think I'm. If I'm on this podcast, I don't think I'm ever going to predict a loss. I'm be, I'm I'm being cautiously optimistic in this season. Well, we'll we'll see how long that lasts then, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Anyway. Thank you for coming on, Jack, for your little segment. Um, And thank you again for listening. And we will see you next week, hopefully with a win against Wigan. And I'll be back home, so the show goes on as normal. Well, exactly. Right. Cheers, Jack. Cheers, mate.